Welcome everyone to the Akin Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined as always by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? Hello. I would like the record to reflect that Brian is wearing a, a glorious hoodie today that has a, a silhouette of Darth Vader that says tall, Darth, and handsome. Because I am indeed tall, and, Darth, and handsome. <laughs> and it, it's making my whole goddamn day. So I hope it made your day. Uh, so I want to start You can off the visualize show. it. We have it's a okay. lot to talk about. I, I we do, have so much to talk about. I do want. I do I'm want, excited. I do want to let everybody. I'm gonna know. keep interrupting you. I know it. You're the one editing, so you do. You're going to be great. I'm going to keep it all in. <laughs> Fuck it. I do want to let everybody know that we are going to be talking about Black Panther at the end of the show. Uh, you can check your show notes for timestamps if you do want to skip that part. Uh, but we are very like excited to talk about this burying the lead. No, just we want to have other topics in case you haven't seen Black Panther that you would want to listen to. And then if at the end you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to it, you can go ahead and, you know, and skip it. Then they're going to miss all the stingers. Well, that's that's on them. You if you haven't seen mm, that certainly will sting when they miss the singers. Mm. All right, let's uh, start. Since it is almost the end of the month, it is almost March, ladies and gentlemen. Brian has not at all, at the very last minute, probably on the day that we recorded in like 30 minutes, put together the list of movies that are coming out in the theaters in March. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for The Blockbuster. For those of you who don't know what the hell just happened, <laughs> Brian normally does the the theme from what was the movie Flatliners. Flatliners, but uh, apparently now it's it's done by Bane. So enjoy the Bane-ness. Brian, oh, wanna- yes, CJ, special guest host for the Blackbuster. Are you ready? All right, coming into theaters March second are actually two really good movies. We have Death Wish. And Red Sparrow. So Death Wish is is the remake, uh, the reboot of this series starring Bruce Willis. Um, it looks actually really, really good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of jazzed for this. I, I kind of, I really want to see it. What do you guys think? I mean, it looks like it's worth a watch. Yeah, I, would, I don't think we're gonna get like the you know 47 sequels like we did with the original, but. Oh it no! I, de- I definitely think this is this is a yeah. I, I do. I, th- I think this is like a death race situation where they're going to make like five of them. Just keep them going. No, oh, yeah. Why not? Oh, this trailer made me very happy, CJ. <laughs> it just- looks like Bruce Willis breaks many people's backs in this. <laughs> sometimes with a pistol and sometimes with a crowbar. It looks amazing. Are you just going to be baiting the whole episode now? He's going to bring Gotham to its knees, CJ. <laughs> it's actually not about Gotham, but uh, I, I, I appreciate the spirit, Bane. appreciate the spirit. Gotham is Death Wish 2. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, to answer your question, I'm not going to be Bane for the entire <laughs> second. Um, but uh, the other one is uh, Red Sparrow. Man, that again, actually this, looks really good. This looks phenomenal. Mm, not phenomenal, but again, really, the femme fatale thing. That I love that genre. Sure, love it. CJ, you are Gonna, very liberal with the word phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Hey, I am phenomenally liberal with the word phenomenal. I think you should rewatch John Travolta's Phenomenon so you can understand the meaning of that word. I'm breaking. I'm breaking the rules of the blockbuster just a little bit. On March eighth, the Netflix original series Marvel's Jessica Jones season two premieres. Uh, so it is the wonderful second season to the show that Josh is not really all that excited. Any, anybody about. here? Anybody here not going to watch it? No, I'm, I'm well, definitely watching. We're it. all going to watch it. Great. Next. Yeah. All right. Good. 
Uh, March 9th, a couple of movies. The first one is uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, Josh, if I know your wife, I think she is over the moon for this uh, movie. Oh, she is. I don't even understand why. It doesn't look good. So. Because there's a wrinkle. In I, time, I get it, but like usually when that happens, I just call the doctor and he fixes it. You so. know what would fix the wrinkle in time? A time iron, Hans cold cream. Whew. Maybe it, maybe a time foldy mate. If <laughs> if time had a foldy mate, there would not be a wrinkle in it. Yeah, this this movie, uh, I don't know. I'm going to see it. I I have weird expectations with this. Is I, I, this I is like a book. the book? It's a book right. from Laura's childhood that she loves. Uh, so I'm I'm automatically assuming she's going to be disappointed by the movie. Uh, I think Christian's supposed to read it before seeing it. So like that's something they can share. This is just not, this is not my shtick. Um, it, I mean, I'll definitely check it out. I'm not going to be like running to the theater, but I remember reading this book. It'll when be, I was young. It'll be purchased on iTunes and I'll be subjected to, to viewing at it, some point. This, this is certainly a movie pass movie. It's a Disney movie. So, um, you know, it, it may be good, but it's definitely a movie pass movie. Uh, the next one we have for March 9th is Gringo, which looks terrible. Just, I, I am not excited about this at all. I mean, Joel Edgerton's in it. So, I mean, like, yay. Charlie Theron and, and David, I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah. I didn't think it looked terrible at all. I thought the trailer yeah. was entertaining. No. It looks entertaining, but it, it, it's nothing that oh, I'm going to plunk down no. ten fifty on. No, this is going to be five, five bucks on iTunes like to purchase two months after release. That's when I'll get it. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, the next one is The Hurricane Heist. And I honestly, I haven't Speaking heard of Speaking of $5 to purchase on iTunes. What is th- I don't even know what this is. This will, be, this will be $5 to purchase on iTunes on March 10th. Just FYI. Um, what do you mean you don't know what it is? It's, it's exactly CJ. I want you to look at the title. What do you think this movie's about? A heist in the middle of a hurricane? Yes, that's exactly what it's about. It looks ridiculous. The only thing that would make this even more ridiculous if there were sharks in the hurricane. I'm I'm looking at the cast list and there's like nobody in here. That's not true at all. Not even a little bit. So the the three actors that ab like Immediately the main girl is the girl out. from Lost and Taken. Maggie Grace uh, yeah. is not a small is not a small role actress. Ryan Quanton was in uh, True Blood, and Toby Kebbell played like the the main focus of the movie Rock and Roller, which is a Guy Ritchie flick. So like uh, Maggie I'm, Grace is the never mind. She's from Taken. That's where I know yeah, her from. Taken. And she was awful in that movie. What? <laughs> she, she, she didn't do much of that how, movie. She how, got kidnapped. She's like 24. She's like, I'm 16. I'm you like, got no. All right, Ben Cross, who was uh, who was Spock's father in Star Trek. Yeah. Right? He's not terrible. Like, okay, it's not like a... I think you're missing the point, Josh. <laughs> it's who a plays, hurricane It's a heist. heist in a hurricane. I really like the idea of a heist, and I like hurricanes. It's like Ocean is Eleven meets Twister. I'm excited. Yeah, I want to see it. This but is not, a movie I would but be not okay in the with theater. The kids hey, playing on the jungle gym, and it's a hundred minutes long. Oh, so it's probably crap. It, it totally, it totally meets the possibly not crap requirement. But then, is a but is a PG thirteen movie somehow? Mm. We'll see. the uh, The next one here is a Jared Leto movie, The Outsider, which is also premiering on Netflix. Uh, it is a pretty interesting movie. As Jared Leto joins the Yakuza. And basically just, you know, kind of gets accepted into that world and has to kind of go down the dark rabbit holes. I want this to not be like The Last Samurai. I love The Last Samurai. I love 
The Last Samurai. Well, it's it's set in you know a little more modern time, so it's it's not not a whole lot more modern. It's post World War II Japan, right? So I mean, you're only talking about the difference of you know seventy years ish. A- uh, not really. Not when you, there mean- wasn't a ton of uh, advancement. So I, I'm just like I'm looking at it going, uh, okay. And then on March 16th, we have the new reboot of Tomb Raider. This looks awesome. I'm I'm excited for this movie. I, I'm not. <laughs> You're stupid. I love what else, what else I love I, I love the story. So I mean, obviously, I'm gonna watch it. It probably won't be in the theater. The the no, I'm definitely gonna see this in the theater. The rebooted the reboot of the game that this movie is mostly right. based on is amazing. Yes. And Josh, Walter Goggins. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, Wong Goggins and also Dominic West from The Wire. And he yeah, gets to be I mean, other things. Yeah, but she plays his father, so I mean, and he gets to be actually. He's just going to be in, in in flashbacks, like. For well, that's fine, minutes. but he's going right. to be in it. Yeah, but I mean, this looks good. It looks intense. She looks badass. I can't wait to see her freaking shoot people in the face with a bow and arrow. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a fun ride, and that's exactly what this month is for. This month is not for amazing movies. This month is for fun movies. This is. The Hunger Good Games true. with an adult. With the, but it's bookended by good movies. Like yeah, Red but it's Sparrow. not bookended by tentpole titles. No, I agree. Red Sparrow, not a tentpole title. I agree. Wrinkle in Time is a family movie. It's, it, it's, a, it's a kid's movie. I think it'll make a ton of money, but it's not big, giant blockbuster movie. That's why it's released in March. So speaking Same thing of, with the rest of the things on this list. So speaking of big and giant, March 23rd, Pacific Rim Uprising. Nope. N- nope. Nope. No, oh nope. man! Okay. I love the first. The first movie. Rim. It was one of those movies that I I mocked and mocked and mocked until I, I saw it. I, and liked, I was like, I, I did like, like the I like the first one. This is not going to be good. Well, neither was the first. No listen, Elba? even though I liked the first one, the first neither, one was the good. first one was not Come good. On. It was not the good. The first one was good. No, I think Josh has an aversion to no Idris Elba and no Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> that is actually my big problem. Is that there's no Charlie Hunnam? But Why he got Charlie he, Day. Yeah, but what's Char- yeah, but so what? What's Charlie Hunnam doing? He can't record his fucking movie. I don't know he can't film if it. he's. Ma- I don't know if he's not in it. Maybe he shows up. The the Asian actress who I, my names escapes me who played her his partner in that movie is briefly in this movie. He could show up too. I just want Charlie Hunnam. Dad, he's not going to be. In but there. you have John Boyega. No. I'm excited for this. Here's movie. The only thing that I will say, and this is one of the, the things where I have gone on on trailer blackouts for movies, just because like I, I I don't want everything to be spoiled. All the trailers for this movie are giving up the final boss battle. Like it's, they're they're really just saying you just want to watch giant robots punch other things in the face. That's exactly what and I want. Go see. So it looks it looks good. Punch I will giant see this. giant sea beasts. And then Brian apparently just desperate to find a movie to talk about through Sherlock Gnomes. You shut your whore mouth. Film. It, I put it, family no. films in this. I will Doesn't absolutely. Doesn't this have Bendy, Bendy Slip Cumberbund? Hard pass. I will absolutely be in the theater for this movie. And and I will do everything I can to make sure that your daughter wants to see this movie so that you have to go <laughs> no. and get slapped for your hard pass I, uh, I, I will I, revision. I, I do not want to see this movie at all. Just like uh, did I you not? Did you not see Romeo and Juliet? No, no, I did not. Thank it was God. fucking fantastic. Not, I am not doing that. It, it was, was good enough to warrant a sequel. It was funny, <laughs> and it was a good story, and it was suspenseful. Like it was a good flick. And you, James McAvoy. Well, it's a problem. And if they have Wimbledon tennis match in it, all the better. <laughs> all right. Then the next one is uh, Isle of Dogs. 
Hard pass. Yeah, yeah me I'm too. out. I'm out, out on this I one. Don't I hate really Wes Anderson me with too. a passion. Oh my god, I me hate too. Him. I've tried. I've tried multiple I really times. No, I watched um I watched Life Aquatic. Nope. I watched Royal Tenenbaums. Nope. nope. And then I even tried tried my hand Huh? Grand Budapest. I've seen about seven minutes of nope. it while yeah, flipping awful. through the channels on HBO. I try what I actually tried to watch. I tried to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox and I just couldn't oh, do God, it. I nope. hate that movie. This, no, yeah, this, no, this, this is I don't like him his style of directing. Yep. Hard pass. No way. Then uh, rounding out the 23rd is the movie that we talked about that was shot entirely on iPhone, Unsane. I mean, movie pass maybe, but, but it, no, no this, desire. This is not going to be in any theaters where you can get a movie pass. It's I think be it like, may be that little, the little chain theater that's that's by us now that's desperate to have anyone come and see movies. I think they'll have this. Uh, this, uh, even if I like was inclined, it, uh, no. Yeah. I probably will see another movie again rather than see that movie but it's interesting you what i will probably watch this on itunes or something like that you should see sherlock gnomes twice instead of seeing that never then march 29th the movie that i will not shut up about to anyone around me ready player one is coming out i am so goddamn excited for this movie i love the book i'm going to probably see this multiple times and now i'm going to shut up about it and that's the most i'm ever going to talk about ready player one today yeah i I don't believe you i'm i don't think i'm going to see it why why must you hurt me? It just looks so shitty. Uh, why must you hurt me? Uh, look, yeah. I, I've watched all the trailers and spots. It, okay. it just it just looks fine. like shit. That's fine. Be that way. Be that guy. CJ and me. Bro date. We'll go see it. Dude. It looks great. I'm excited. I love the book, too. Love the book. Thanks to you. I had to read it. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. This movie looks great. I know. Okay. Moving on. And uh, that's all that we have. Those are the movies coming out uh, for the month of March. Since we're currently talking about trailers, it is also time to kind of look at some of the news that's coming out of TV and movies. It is time for a segment that we call Screen to Screen. And we're starting off today's uh, Screen to Screen with a a weird trailer that I I don't understand, but I also really just, I want all of it now, which is Tom and Grant. Mm. (laughs) You saying you want all of it has a whole different meaning if you watch a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that, that's true. So it's because uh, Grant, Grant Gustin says he wishes he had a two foot dick. You Tom just Capital. said you want all of it. I, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm securing my masculinity to know what I want. Uh, Is it I Tom want. or Grant? Do you want Tom first and then Grant? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let the listener. Uh, I'll let the listener make up their mind on that one. If they uh, put both their dicks in a bag, <laughs> you could just nibble on the bag. You don't have to chug them one at a time. You could just go with the bag. It's all right. Uh, no. 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 Uh, listen, I don't know much about what this movie is besides that they are. I don't it, know it, how much. <laughs> Aaron Neville. But I know I love you. Are you holding on to an Aaron Neville impression? Aaron Neville just joined us. Jesus Christ. All I need to know. I got to tell you, Aaron if Neville you can do a Linda Ronstadt impression. I will die right fucking Holy here shit. where I sit. Wait a minute. How have we got 140 episodes of this show and not knowing you do Aaron Neville? Can you do Linda Ronstadt? Because if you can, I will die where I sit right now. <laughs> I, I got to listen to some Linda Ronstadt dead first. Man, dead man in a chair right here. That was the song. It was Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt. That, that, that song. Yeah, I know. But I got I to gotta listen to the song again to Jesus. even attempt it. Jesus. 
So Grant Gustin and Tom Cavanaugh. The best in a- Aaron Neville impression I've heard in years. <laughs> Pretty good. Well, thank you. Thank you. So back to this. Grant Gustin and Tom Cavanaugh sitting in the car, maybe doing a heist. Like maybe, but, is, but they're idiots. This is a short. Like, why are we talking about this? Because hashtag flash. No, I get it. But like other than PR That's for it. flash, what is this? I don't know. Grant Gustin saying he wishes he had a two foot dick. That's my takeaway. And that may be all I need to know. A, that's unwieldy. And B, (laughs) I mean, in no way practical. All right. Well, listen, there's going to be more released about it uh, in the month of March. Like if he can't find a urinal that goes all the way to the floor, he's in trouble. (laughs) I I agree. He's just dangling there in cold water. (laughs) Really hung up on this. You ever try to pee underwater? It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like that's his life. Plus, you know, things can can swim up there. Well, I probably not from a urinal, right? Uh, you don't know that. Like he's not. He's not. He's not like in 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 the like in some sort of river in like Vietnam or or some tropical climate where there's tiny little things that swim up your urethra. Hey, you don't know what the what the 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 um, never mind. I can't think of the word I want to use now. Oh, well. Your, it's urethra. Not that. <laughs> is it okay. vast? Is it vast deference? Like, hey, remember not- how uh, we have a motto on this show, which is "Give me all the Transformers." Just shut up and give me all the Transformers. All the Transformers. Movies. Yeah. So yeah. Hasbro may be rebooting the Transformers after all without Mr. Michael Bay. No problems there. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Somebody cool. else will figure out how to set off the pyrotechnics. It'll be fine. <laughs> Someone else has the button and just goes. Barrow. Somebody else knows how to push push the red button. Yeah, it's fine. So Re- prob- reboot them. What? Who would they have play Sam Witwicky? <laughs> I I don't know. They don't even have a Sam Witwicky for the past two movies now. But We're they're rebooting. Fine. They got to start. We over. don't need. We don't need Sam Witwicky. Who's gonna I play think- Mark Wahlberg? That's the problem with that. That was that was the problem with Seth the original trilogy is that is we focused that so question. much on Mr. Witwicky. He was fantastic. I just want to watch giant robots. I, I, I the only thing I right. care about. You keep Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime because he is Optimus Prime. Amen. Other than that, trash the whole thing, reboot it. As long as I get freaking Optimus Prime being Optimus Primist and just yeah. wrecking shot. I'm just Sam Witwicky taught us not you know to not let our dreams be dreams. So like I just want more Sam Witwicky. I dream of a good Transformers <laughs> movie. So that's what what I, I need to get. At this point, I'll take mediocre Transformer movie instead of the garbage piles that we've been getting. But Come listen, on, we're gonna have they've all been fine. We're, no, no, the last night. No, no, no. Shut up. The last night was the worst movie Why? I've ever seen, and I almost walked out of the theater. And if it wasn't for the fact I was reviewing it for another podcast, I would have left and got my money back. You have. You always threaten to walk out of shit, Mm-mm. and you. I was ready to shit. walk out of that movie so hard, but I couldn't because I had to talk about that movie. How I gave it you, an F. All right, I need you a. I need like a better. You can't you can't walk out of a movie so hard. Like he's yes, he very liberal with his threats on walking out of movies, as just as liberal as he is with his use of the word phenomenal. And and there's the phrase no, and the phrase so hard. Like it's no not not everything is ground. so hard. There's no middle ground with CJ. Either it's phenomenal mm-hmm. or he's gonna walk out on it. Like CJ, it, I don't know why you go right. to extremes. This this is where I live. Live my life at extremes. Damn right. Like we are Lord. going to still have the Bumblebee movie. That is still happening. So no matter what, even with this reboot you know, coming down, the, the Bumblebee movie is still happening. So you'll have that at least. And then 
Just give me all the Transformers. Just, you know, make them, you know, good or at least mediocre. That's all I want. Who 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 should direct the new Transformers movie? Ooh. Oh. 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 Uh, I got an idea. Yes. Michael Bay. Wait. We already did that. We already Damn have it. five of those. Ben Affleck. Are you serious or are you trying to make a joke? A little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both? Joss Wheaton. I would, I would, I would watch the shit out of a Joss Wheaton. <laughs> would you watch the shit out of a Joss Wheaton? What about Guy Ritchie? Oh, yes. Let's watch a go. Guy Ritchie Transformers. Guy Ritchie do Transformers. You yep. stole my idea right there. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I'll do that in a heartbeat. Make that happen. Hollywood, do you hear that? We've given you many ideas in the past. Guy Ritchie, Transformers. You know he's not making those other King Arthur movies. Make the Transformers. Ryan, I like the way you think. Hard to imagine uh, Decepticons saying cunt that often. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that. I was not ready. <laughs> but, I, you know, I mean, it's, right. it's, nope. it's, if you put Guy Ritchie in there, that's what it's you're going to get. You're going to get one. <laughs> you get one a movie. All right. Josh, this was something that you threw up on the, the list here, and I'm very curious to hear uh, some of your thoughts on this. Thrillist thinks that they have the 33 best movie songs of all time. I mean that that's a that's a boastful claim. Uh, I'm looking at the list. I'm curious to hear what your your highlights are or what you think should be, should be on there. So tell us a little bit about uh, this list. Well, first and foremost, I, what I I think what I'm going to do is put together an Apple Music playlist that has these 33, but then adds some additional stuff from our feedback and and maybe fan feedback as well. Nice. Um, however, like so, I went through this, uh, and guys, there are I mean. They're pretty spot on, right? And they're a little bit obvious in some of them, but pretty spot on. Um, I, we can ignore uh, for the moment. My heart will go on by Celine Dion. I, if I never hear that song again, it'd be too. Yeah, soon. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yep, yeah. But they, the power of love from from the from Back to the Future, like that's that's a pretty iconic '80s movie song, Hell specifically yeah. because of that movie, right? We've all right, Men in Black, whatever. Um, I'm just going to go over some of some of the highlights for me. Regulate from above the rim. If you are a child of the 90s, you know every word to regulate by Warren G and Nate Dogg. I do not. Yeah, no. I don't either. Then you're not a child of the 90s. I most certainly am a child of the 90s. And I, I don't no, know I don't think so, man. I was I was 10 in 1990. I was uh what was maybe like 12 or 13 when this song came out. Like this was prime time for me. So like when were you thirteen? How's this? Yeah, it's probably early aughts. You're right. Ninety nine. Right. right. So not a child of the nineties. Right. right. Did, touché. Didn't, no touche. No. Didn't do your growing up then. That's right. Um, I think the next song that really hit me was like Ghostbusters was actually a commercially popular song. It was on the radio. Yes, it was. They you know radio stations playing the theme from Ghostbusters. That's that's a big deal. Um. Cat People by David Bowie. Now, it it was from the movie Cat People. However, I think it was used far better by Quentin Tarantino in Inglorious Bastards. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Putting out fires with gasoline. Brian, you're you're familiar, right? When she's setting fire Fire to the theater. Fire to the theater, right. Yes, I I am familiar. Okay, good. That song. Um, Eye of the Tiger. Absolutely. You can't think of any movie but that movie. Rocky, it's it's immediate, it's it's automatic. Um, everything is awesome. Made this list, which I thought was very cool. 
Everything is awesome. Right, it's my favorite song. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of the team. Um, got nominated for an Oscar. Everybody knows that song, and all children everywhere know that song, which yes. is cool. Um, Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins. Love it. Everybody knows Danger Zone. It's automatically associated with Top Gun. You can't hear it without thinking about it. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of Slumdog Millionaire, but the Jai Ho song was was pretty cool. So, and it's again immediately identifies with a movie. Um, Hustle and Flow, Three Six Mafia. It's hard out here for a pimp. Was was part like a big piece of the movie that was sort of the the main yeah. character's takeoff um and how the relationships developed in the movie um it, it was through this song it's a really good track it's it's uh, super also won a, an oscar if i if i remember correctly it a, a grammy or an oscar no, i thought it won an oscar didn't it for best original song did it okay cool i didn't know I that look it up that's some good stuff. The The thing is, it's super trappy. Like, you have to be into Southern rap to some degree to have an appreciation for the song, but it is a good track. Um, right in the middle of their list, number 17, uh, they put the song Let's. that, for me, would probably be, probably be closer to number one, uh, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds from mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club. Yep. I, for me, there are very few songs that are more iconic and 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 take you back to a moment in film than this one does. So, well, also like encapsulate like a whole a whole decade. Like, I mean, when you think of the '80s, that is one of the first songs you think of, especially when you tie it to to movies or any kind of pop culture. Everyone wanted to be in that moment from the movie. And when you hear that, that song, that's all you can think about. Well, it's because the breakfast club is the best movie from the eighties. It's, uh, yeah. it's my favorite movie of all time. It, that, that will probably never change. And that moment with Judd Nelson throwing his fist in the air and the song playing, it's just, it's a, it's a big deal yep. for me, maybe not for others, but I loved it. Um, the next one, CJ, that I think, immediately draws you to a movie is the, the fucking song from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> God damn you. How dare you now besmirch the time of my life. Anybody who watched the Super Bowl, right? The, oh, yes. the That was the, the only The New the- York Giants commercial where they did this routine, I yep. was losing my shit because it was exactly on they, point. They did. Right. Oh, yeah. They, right, they did it right. They did it right. Um, I'm so moving a few songs up the list and you can follow along the show notes, but Pusher Man from Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. This song is amazing. And everybody knows this song. As soon as you hear it, you right. can't help but, but dance around a little bit. It's amazing. Um, I'm skipping a few, uh, although Dolly Parton's nine to five is great. I just I have I have zero connection. Yeah, more, to yeah, it. more commercial success than the movie. Yeah, so I'm 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 skipping I'm skipping way down to Mrs. Robinson from The Graduate. Everybody knows Mrs. Robinson. Everybody knows the various you know covers of Mrs. Robinson. Yep, classic by Simon and Garfunkel. Cannot beat it. Although I'm not a fan of Lose Yourself by Eminem. It definitely ties into a movie, and it, it- defined the movie. Yep, completely. Um, Even with the spaghetti. 
It, right. Mom spaghetti. Yeah. Solid, <laughs> solid, uh, solid track. Saturday night fever. So we're in the top four now. We're so Saturday night staying alive, staying alive by the Bee Gees. Yep. Is a song that every, I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't know this song. And, and anytime they use this song in any movie, they always do that shot from the movie of just the, the feet walking on the ground. Like it, it's, it's never yep. another shot. If you want to use that song in a movie, you have to also use that shot. So, it, it like it, it is one hundred percent tied to that movie. I'm gonna address the top two, but I'm gonna address them in in reverse order. Um, I will always love you from the Bodyguard by Whitney Houston. Might might be outside of my heart will go on, like the most recognizable movie song theme yep. ever. Yep. Um. But I don't care. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> however, number two is When Doves Cry dun, 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 by dun. Prince and the Revolution uh, uh, from the movie uh, uh, Purple Rain. Uh, Listen, uh, I do I do agree this is an amazing song. I would have preferred Purple Rain here instead of When Doves Cry because that was far more emotional. Right. Um, and... I will also say that I don't think you can discount a single song on this entire soundtrack. It's amazing, and everyone should own it. There was a point uh, in my life when CDs were a thing where there was a copy of Purple Rain in every room that had a CD player. <laughs> when I when I had an no, apartment. No, I believe you. I believe you. No, 100%. yeah, because oh, yeah. it had. It, if I was in that room and it wasn't near me, I, I had a problem. So I just put one in every room, and I could listen to Purple Rain whenever I wanted. Now I brought this topic up because I I know, like I know our listeners. I know we are are not only fans of music, but also like super emotionally tied to how they relate to film and how they make us feel, things like that. Probably me more than most because I'm a giant softy. Uh, however, I thought there were some pretty glaring misses on this list. Uh, I have some additions. Good. I'm glad. I, I, I why, don't you, why don't you give us yours and yeah, then CJU and then I'll finish up. Um, I think there there's a huge miss that Rainbow Connection is not on here. <laughs> Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Laura just started crying, actually. And what's on the other side? I mean, come on. I cry every time I hear that song. It's a great freaking song. Um, I think... What movie was it from? The Muppet movie. All right. Yeah, the original Muppet movie. All right, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, Even though I do not listen... To this type of music, I think you need to mention Gangster's Paradise. I yes. agree with you 100%. I think even for yep. a kid who necess- who was who was not 13 in the 90s, like even I knew that song. So that was on that was on my list. And I also knew Amish Paradise. <laughs> which was was far superior in my opinion. Um I think every time I think of my love for Batman, I imagine Seal with his flowing shirt in front kiss of the Batman. I was just saying, kiss, from, kiss a from a rose. You son of a bitch. Yep. I think that needs to be added on here. And I think there's one very glaring miss. Hey, everybody, get up. It's time to slam. Now. We got the real jam going. Oh, space, space jam. Space jam. Space jam. Okay, because I don't, we don't have the money to afford that. 
Um, <laughs> CJ, it, you, what do you have to add to this? I, I, I mean, I, I mean, we got. I mean, the only thing I can think of is it may be Footloose. Uh, I mean, I don't know how that's Absolutely. not tied to the because, list because they threw they threw Kenny Loggins a bone with Danger Zone. They couldn't throw Footloose in there as well. But I'm I'm with you. Yeah, Footloose, I mean, like it's, Footloose it's, should make it for sure. It's the only way that you hear that movie that that song is through that movie. Um, I don't, uh, I think we, we kind of covered a, a lot of it. I mean, there's some new ones that now when I hear the song, all I think about is the movie. Um, so there's the, um, oh, hold on. I gotta get, I gotta get the track. Give me a second. Okay. So the other, the other song that the only time I hear this song, I instantly get transported to the movie is bell bottoms, uh, by, uh, John Spencer blues explosion with baby driver. And that you could put scene. any of the songs from baby driver in there. And I'd agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. But those, those are my additions to this list. I'll, I'll keep mine short. That's it? That's it. I mean, because the rest of them I know you're going to cover, and then Brian took like two from me, so we're, we're good. So the first thing I thought of was... Um, what about... Hang on. There's one other. I completely forgot to mention this. Where the hell is Maniac? Uh, I mean, probably better applied to Tommy Boy, but... <laughs> it, it's Footloose. It isn't... Oh, not Footloose, a Flashdance. Yeah, Fla- flash Flashdance, and it's not... I, I'm not... Like nobody knows, know. nobody knows who Jennifer Beals is. Nobody knows. Like, I I get what you're going for, but I'm not I'm not about it. Like, I'm Footloose was yeah. We got Footloose in, so we don't need All another right. dancing. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to truncate this as much as possible. But uh, Miserable by Dick Dale and the Deltones. The opening, like after Tim Roth opens Pulp Fiction. That's the song that plays. That, the Surfer Jam with the bass. Lou by Dick Dale and the Deltones. Um, I, I, I'm not sure there's a song that's that, true. Char- that charges me up more than that song. So right there's, on. but it, 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 here's a there's a there's a theme here, guys. Um, staying with the Tarantino theme, everybody knows "Battle Without Honor or Humanity," which when when Oren Ishii is walking through the restaurant, that's the song that plays. Everybody knows it. It's been used in car commercials. It's all over the place. The title track to the soundtrack Friday, the song Friday by Ice Cube. It's going to be a really good day. Should be. No, man. It's oh, not. That's not it. That's Biggie. My bad. My bad. My bad. Wow. You're really, you're really Sorry, off. Sorry. I was the off. Here. My bad. Uh, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Your lack of knowledge of rap. <laughs> And uh, so the opening to the movie Dazed and Confused was Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. I that for me, one one of the best openings, Uh, the end of The Matrix was Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine. I have an immediate connection to the movie from that song. And then. You know, until recently, I would have said that uh, The Foreigner by Led Zeppelin would have been tied to like. School of Rock or something, but now it's just tied to Thor. It's tied to Thor Ragnarok. Now you mean the, Im- you mean the that, immigrant? That's also called the immigrant song. Uh, all right, I'm just I'm off today. Just coming. Uh, no, and I I just you know out. what? It's funny. I agree 100 percent with that. The immigrant song, yeah, awesome. Used twice in Thor Ragnarok, and yep. awesome, awesome use of of music in a movie. Look, I, I would love to hear from other folks what ties them to movies, what songs. They think belong that didn't make this list. It, I will add one more. 
yeah. will add one more from a superhero movie because now I can't listen to this song without thinking of this movie as "Come and Get Your Love." That yes, was at the beginning of Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. I agree, hundred yes. percent. Just every I, I time do, I hear I do that his song, little dance, I kick, a, I kick, I kick a, a rat. You just Damn. kick a random rat, right? Like, yeah, I kick a rat across if, the room. If there's no, if there's no rat, it's my cat. Absolutely, probably deserved it. Yes. Right. Cats are the devil. Yeah, right, right, and yeah. Look, I, I, I really like, I really like that Thrillist took the time to put this list out there because it, it reminds you like, Oh man, I connected with this so deeply. I need to go back and watch it again. But again, cat people and glorious bastards. That's the better application of that song. So as we said, Josh is going to put together an Apple playlist, uh, an Apple music playlist for you guys. So you can go ahead and listen to these songs. If they are just not on the, the tip of your brain. Uh, and we definitely want to hear your submissions. so We can add them to the list. We'll talk about them on, on next week's show. If you don't have Apple music, um, you're doing music wrong. So sorry, we're not doing Spotify. So just let, let it be. You are doing music wrong. You're doing music wrong. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to talk about the world of comics, how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape talk. Cape talk. Now, this is not the time where we're talking about Black Panther. So you got two topics, and then and then we're in there. The first one I want to talk about is a little bit of news that Joss Wheaton is exiting the Batgirl movie. Uh, he said that uh, he's very excited about it, but there, he just doesn't have the story. And if he doesn't really have the story, he's not doing the movie. And to me, this is Joss Wheaton jumping off of uh, DC after everyone's uh, yelling at him about the, uh, the stupid uh, you know, Snyder cut and all that crap. Nah, th- uh, mm. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Bring on, bring on the DC shit. This is talk. him running away. No, 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 no. Let's not, let's not talk about. Let's let's not immediately start shitting on DC. I don't think he's running away at all. I think anybody will will sit there and say Justice Justice League failed because it was very apparent there were there were two very different directors of two very di- different directions. I think you give Joss Whedon a project from the beginning, he can make it. Fantastic. We're talking about the guy who made one of the top grossing superhero movies of all time and then followed it up with the second top grossing superhero movie of all time until this past week. So I don't think that's it at all. I I, I think I truly believe that he doesn't have the story, but here's my problem. This is a huge loss for DC. Yeah, absolutely. If Joss Whedon, the man who created Buffy, who has we know can tell that story he told that story for seven seasons on that show of this you know badass female protagonist who is just you know her against the world type of thing if he can't find the story i don't know who can and what i'm more worried about is dc slash warner brothers forcing this out and it being it, it the overall movie suffering because of it because they forced a story that we couldn't really, really couldn't nail. Am I the only one who have thoughts on this? I mean, I, that, no, that I don't, the, I don't like, I don't disagree. I just, man, I really wish they could keep their house in order. Like that's, that's I mean, all. I mean, with, uh, they keep losing people. Yeah. With, I, I mean, that's the thing. No, Jeff Johns really running the show anymore. No Joss Wheaton involvement. And uh, yeah, like, I, I mean, to me, the, the, the writing is on the wall that we're probably, and, and then with all this Joker stuff, uh, to me, the writing is on the wall that I think we're going to get a reboot before even Ben Affleck does Batman. Like, let I, me I, be, I, let me be super clear. Uh, 
If DC's making movies, I'm seeing the movies. Yeah. Well, even if mind, they're as bad as Justice League. I take back my yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to see every comic book movie that comes out automatically. That's that's just what I do. Well, absolutely. Right? But you have to do that. You have to give it a shot because you love it. So you're going to see it. All you listeners, you're going to see it. And if it's bad, it's bad. And then you know what we get? A better one later. Probably. Maybe. But that's what we want. That's what we want. Constantly iterating, constantly innovating, synergizing. I'm going to throw a few more buzzwords in there, maybe. <laughs> right? But that's we want them to get better. That's that's what this does. So, so let me let me read his official statement too, because I I think it's interesting the way that he phrased the, the tail end of it, and 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 make up your mind what you will. So he gets as uh, Batgirl is such an exciting project, and Warner Brothers DC is such a collaborative and supportive partner. So I mean that's good right there. Uh, it took me months to realize that I really didn't have a story. I'm grateful for Jeff and Toby, and for everyone who was so welcoming when I arrived, and so understanding when I uh. Is there a sexier word for failed? Uh, what he's saying is they don't like my direction and I'm not working. Right. So this is not that's, like that's super diplomatic, but right. it, essentially him saying it took me months to realize I didn't have a story means I tried for months to make these assholes see my vision and they and, won't. And that's why I'm saying he's leaving the DC ship. I, I'm not. And again, Right, but you're saying you said he was leaving the DC ship because of the fi- quote unquote failure that was Justice League. I, I don't think that's it. And I, I tend to agree with Josh that he probably tried. He tried really hard and they they weren't seeing the vision or they didn't want to execute on the vision. Maybe they had it, you know, stuck in their head that we can make a Batgirl movie that's just as successful as Wonder Woman. No. Nope. I hope but not. Maybe that's what they were trying to go for, and that's I mean, not I'd the love it. I'd Joss love it if it to. was right it, I, as successful commercially, right? It would have to be far better. Oh, right. Brian, Josh is the only person in America who hates that movie. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Yeah. Let's know. not get into the debate over the existing DC movies. We all know that's where true. we stand on it. But I so agree here's with Josh. so here's I my question: he if, if, if we don't have Josh Wheaton doing Batgirl, who do you want in charge of that who? project? gives a shit greg berlanti no just no just like like who who would you like to take a back row? now it's open i just said all right i i don't know another writer or director that i feel like could pull this off unless you can clone patty jenkins <laughs> i don't think you can because she's no, currently working on can. wonder woman 2 i don't know of anybody else i would feel comfortable saying yes they can do a, a, a good solid back row movie yeah and that, and that's that's the interesting part too. I'm curious who's who gonna thinks pick up the Batgirl can carry a movie though. She absolutely can. Yeah, that's the I, thing. I she really can yep. with she the is, help of whom? What do you mean? Like she can't not by herself. Yeah, she absolutely yeah. can. I did. She absolutely can. No, she I is. Can. She is. She's got plenty of depth as a character. She is just as smart, you know, as the Batman Bruce. in certain aspects. Yeah. Um, I have a problem seeing Batgirl at le- without at least Robin. I mean, I you, that's fine. That's all well and good. You can have that problem. I mean, th- and the problem is the Bat family is so tied together that when we think of one Bat character, we have to associate it with all the others. I don't know. I don't but associate anybody with Batman. She's held. She, but yeah, but you associate 
Robin with Batman. You associate Batgirl with Robin and Batman. Nightwing But the thing is, yeah. all of these characters are strong in their own right. And as far as a comic book storyline goes, they've all held their own very easily and very successfully without Batman yeah, in their shadow. And, and, in this, books, and this is where books, I'm okay not, with... Not, not on the screen. But that, but but that's the thing. If there's enough no. depth to be able to tell, you know, a, a number of stories over several mm, years, not there's enough for a two and a half hour movie. Here's there absolutely where, is. Here's where you and I diverge. There's enough, but there's not enough for many people outside true believers. But if you get the right person to do it right, oh you can yeah, you get the mall walkers. It. If you get the right person, you get the mall walkers. But yes. my, but 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 that's my point. My point is you, you you've got to get the right direction. You've got to get the right writers in that room to build a strong movie to bring all those people in. Because a character like Batgirl will bring in the mall walkers. Mm-hmm. And, do we and, have Do we have a Batgirl yet? No, we don't. We didn't have a but script. I mean, we, don't, that, we didn't how, have a script to, to, to have a cast. Yeah. But I mean, you cast somebody. If you cast somebody who's recognizable in that role to bring in the mall walkers, mm-hmm. you'll automatically get the love of every teenage girl from you know the ages of twelve to eighteen who identify with the things that a superheroine teenage girl are going through. Yeah. You just need the right direction and the right story and the right cast. I, I think if you mention the other members of the the Bat family, it's by name only or by Mister you know Misty Shadows. I don't think it's ever really outright have I mean, them on the screen. I mean, depending on how you take this movie, if it is an origin movie, you have to at least have some sort of mention of Batman because. The whole reason right. Barbara suits up is because she's inspired by Batman. She's right. not this victim of tragedy. She's not like Dick Grayson or, you know, even Jason Todd. She she is just inspired to do good. Yeah. That's what makes the character so great. So, so you have to have a mention. Right. But this character can absolutely hold a movie after you get that I, point. I agree with you. But yeah. I, I'm done with my tirade. All right. So, uh, one little bit of uh, last bit of Cape Talk news uh, surrounding the show Titans. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about right now, DC is going to be launching its online uh, subscription service with original content. Hopefully, this year, like maybe 2018. I don't think I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and they are doing the show Titans. They have already cast a, a, a slew of characters, Starfire. They've got Robin. Um, they, they've got. Uh, who else? Who are the other two? The twins? Robin, Beast Boy, Hawk and Dove, Raven. Hawk and Dove, Raven. They, they've got pretty much a, a, the, the crew ready to they go. Cast, they cast Starfire. a member of the Doom Patrol. Yep. And they have now cast uh, Elastigirl, uh, from a cast member from Drop Dead Diva. And why why does that show sound familiar, but I can't place it? I don't know. I, I don't watch trashy television. <laughs> really? Pretty Little Liars and Scream Queens doesn't count as trashy television, Brian? First of all, Scream Queens was hilarious. And secondly, you have no proof that I've ever watched Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> uh, looks like it's April. Is it Bally? Bal? Ballaby? I, I have no idea. Bowlby. Bowlby? All right. Looks like it's April. Bowlby. Probably pronounced the way it's spelled. Bowlby. I, I don't. I don't do the. I don't. I don't do the. The readings good. I don't do that. Well, um, apparently, don't do the speakings good. Either. I don't do the speakings good. That <laughs> well, listen, this is continuing their trend of hey, give me people who you know are at least you know not people off the street, but not necessarily massive stars, and uh, just let the them street. be the character. Uh, so hey, m- more of this, and again, this is one of the things. Besides, did you just did you just start singing under yes, pressure? Over yes, there? yes, he did. Just a second. I hope you all realize that we cannot afford any of these songs. 
any of these songs. We're going to get sued. Just I don't know if we're back next week. They're, Maybe they're you should add it this week. Take all the money out of my pocket. I, I can't. Think, I think you should. Certainly can't. Then we'll do it. Uh, so just I, again, I this I is another that. thing for me that I, I'm on board with. Thank you for not casting mainstream actors. Thank you for not doing stunt casting. And uh, I'm open to, to seeing what Berlanti is going to do with Titans. Pretty excited. <laughs> Definitely excited. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time that if for some reason you have not seen Black Panther, uh, we are going to be talking about the movie. We are going to be spoiling it. Uh, so thank you for listening if you uh, haven't seen the movie. And like, take this moment now to go to your local theater and go see Black Panther. It's awesome. We all agree on that. Uh, so I'm going to give you a moment, and then we're going to go ahead and start up our uh, spoiler conversation. Okay, you have been warned. It is now time to talk about Black Panther. Um, so I'd love to get some some first impressions uh, about the uh, the movie, and then we can go ahead and and talk a little bit about uh, you know the characters and, and everything that we that we really want to you know focus on. So, Josh, let's let's start with you. Um, just your your first thoughts leaving the theater from Black Panther. Uh, I I I couldn't stop thinking about the movie for days, so I went back and saw it again. <laughs> Here's the thing. My initial impression was that I I honestly didn't know how to feel about it because I initially felt like it might have been the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. So, and, and while I'm still sort of wrestling with that, I'm feeling like this might be my favorite Marvel movie of them all. Mm-hmm. Those are my initial thoughts. Brian, your initial thoughts leaving the, the theater. Uh, I was so happy. I, I, I definitely, I don't know if it was the best Josh, but I definitely say top five of, of the Marvel movies. Um, definitely one of the top origin Marvel movies out of the whole bunch. Um, I was so impressed by a lot of things that I'll go into detail about later, but, uh, I was truly floored by some of these performances um, Michael B. Jordan, especially. Mm-hmm. And it, it just goes to show you that these movies are, are, are not just hung on the heroes that they have to have a, a captivating villain. And Killmonger was probably Marvel's best villain outside of Loki. Yeah. Um, so I was extremely happy. I thought it was fantastic. It's absolutely worth all the hype that it's getting. And, you know, I, I definitely am looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, for me, when I left, it, I was very happy that uh, this was one of the movies I was on trailer blackout for. So all, all the moments and everything I saw were were unexpected and uh, I didn't know were coming. I thought it was an extremely well-balanced movie. Uh, it wasn't you know, it paced well, too, so it didn't feel like it was dragging on forever. The soundtrack was just on point. It, it, it just added a total different layer uh, to the movie. And I left going... Do I like this better than I like like Thor Ragnarok? Like this is definitely top three. Where in the top three do I put it? Uh, Flip flopping uh, back and forth. Um, I I was just utterly surprised by it. it. It was incredible. And I was asking anyone that that saw the movie what what they thought of it. But it's definitely up there for me uh, with top three. Now, Brian, you you brought up uh, Michael B. Jordan and, and the villain, and and I think that's where I kind of want to start because. His performance was was great, but what they did was, and this is what I liked the most, was they they broke the mold a little bit for Marvel movies and broke the formula in the best way possible. 
because this villain was grounded, believable, but also was just a nudge away from becoming a good guy, maybe even a sidekick or or uh, an alternate it, superhero. It was one of these. It was one of these things where, like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with everything that you you are saying. I'm not okay with the killing. Right. The killing is bad. <laughs> but your your cause is righteous, my man. Like I was very on the fence of like and that's what made this movie so good is that like yeah, you wanted T'Challa to win. You want T'Challa to come out on top cuz we love what he stands for and who he is and and the Black Panther persona. Right. But at the same time you're sitting there like there, there's some screwed up things that T'Chaka and people did before him that this Killmonger is just trying to right wrongs, and he's doing it the entirely wrong way. But you feel bad for him, right? Well, and, that's what made that's what made the story better because right. T'Challa did change, yeah, because because, because of the of influence, him. right? And it wasn't it wasn't just him. Obviously, Nakia had quite a bit to do with that, um, and then obviously. In addition, he happens to have his sister who can <laughs> support the effort, right? Uh, which, by the way, she was my favorite character. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, what are those? I love what are a those? good two thousand and I think two thousand fifteen like, meme in a but movie. Like, but, but like a super like like she went full on Aziz Ansari in that <laughs> moment, and I just I lost my shit. But the movie was. Man, it was funny and it was endearing and it was emotional. It was just so good. Yeah. And the soundtrack. Yes. Listen, uh, Josue Figueroa. <laughs> yeah, thank you. With your Twitter bullshit, uh, the soundtrack could not have been better. This was like, I mean, I think it was very nearly perfect. It was awesome. Goosebumps at moments mm -hmm. with the music. So. I have no issues with the soundtrack. I, I I loved Michael B. Jordan's character. I loved the the way the story progressed because of his radicalism and showing that well a leader can extract the good parts and leave the bad. Yeah. Right? And it was just it was so like the Umbaku and the Jabari tribe and, and the the obvious respect he had for T'Challa after he defeated him in ritual combat. Like, I mean, it would have been easy for him to just kill him, right? Yeah. And and then take the the heart-shaped herb and, and be the Black Panther or whatever. But he's smart enough to know, look, this guy's better than me. He bested me. So if anybody's going to do it, it should be him, not me. It, it was a really, really amazing story. And by the way, Christian is walking around quoting that... Uh, if you say one more word, I'll feed you to my children. Just kidding. We're vegetarians. <laughs> Just, and it's it, so was, good. it was hilarious, right? In a moment of like really, like just a ton of tension for that laughter to happen was a, was very cool. I, I was thrilled with every minute of this movie. There's nothing I, I can say critically that I would change. The other part, too, that we kind of brought up, too, was th this is a great origin movie, right? This is a great way to kind of show the, the, these roots. Um, I, I reached out on Instagram, was asking people for their opinion, and, and uh, our, our friend Jamala said it's a great origin movie, great movie overall. I feel like it's the top three Marvel movies for him. Uh, it, when it comes to the origin story, why do you think this was uh, so compelling? Why was this drawing people in so much and figuring out who this character is? I'm going to quote Brian. 
and say nobody knew who Iron Man was. And this is that all over again. Mm. Like, I love mm. this. The, especially, especially when you consider the way the movie ended. It was the exact same way Iron Man ended. Kids, oh, you're right. The kid says the press com- who, oh. who are who are you? And then it, you know, he know he knows who he is. Then it, you know, you 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 roll credits and Kendrick Lamar, wonderful. But it was that it was oh, the wow. exact same thing. I never thought of it that way. You're, you're, I, you're right. I, I, I definitely agree with you, Josh. Goose, goosey bumpies. I definitely agree with you, but I do, I do think there, there's a little bit more to add to it. Whereas, yes, you know, Black Panther. No one knew Black Panther, and this was this is a really a really cool foil to kind of end and bookend the Marvel universe before we go into infinity war yeah. with this character, with that scene in the press at the really the United Nations he's in. What um, you don't know is they just added two black Panther sequels to their docket. Of course <laughs> they did. Um, but, and they I, should, I think the other thing about it is they did not just an origin about black Panther. They, they created this entire world. They created Wakanda. They created, this entire aspect culture of and everything of it, yeah. This culture, this these rituals, the the technology, and they and they had this perfect blend of you know rooted like you know um, a rooted culture that you could see in people in everyday people, right? And mixed it with all of this future technology, this this future of this is, you know, where we could be headed. This is where we could be going. And, and that got people excited. It got me excited. It's just they did so much more than just say, here's T'Challa and, you know, this is his origins. They they created an entire world that just completely immersed you. And I'm speaking, that- speaking of creating an entire world, when they when the movie opened and he asked to be told the story. Mm. Tell me you weren't in in some way drawing a parallel to Pandora and Avatar, at least a little bit in that moment. No, I I tend to forget everything about. That no, I know I know you do, but forever. like when they, he started telling the story, and I went, oh no! But then they, to your point, they did it perfectly. It wasn't Avatar. It wasn't Pandora. I could believe it based upon look. Yes, a, a meteorite hit, but from that point, they were still using sort of general farming yeah, they're, they're just people, right? They're just people, right? It, they weren't like super enhanced by this thing. They weren't all interconnected by it. It was just something that they did and they fed and they grew. I'm with you. Sorry for interrupting. No, and I I love this. You're, you're absolutely right, Brian. I think what made this movie just, again, so great was the whole world was built. Right there, there wasn't a part of this movie that felt tacked on, thrown on, lazy, and you get to see the just the position of that, like when they go to uh, Korea, and 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 you get to see the differences that they really are living in such a hidden world, but their culture was well defined, their relationships were well defined, they had something that they obviously knew inside and out, and and everything about that movie felt grounded and real, and it wasn't over the top of mentioning superheroes. It, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even really mentioning any other adventure or any event or anything. That like was that. my favorite part: is that he it stood on his own, stood completely alone. And I and I and I and I'm very glad too that they didn't have Bucky or Cap in that movie uh, at all. And, and they didn't put Captain uh, Bucky until the, the very end. 
Um, I, 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 I'm glad that they gave them the absolute opportunity to be their own, their own story and to to be their own world. Now, my, my question that I have too, is just knowing how advanced Wakanda is, um, knowing that they're now going to open their border. How do you think this changes other Marvel movies going forward? Are we going to move a little more into sci-fi now? Are we going to move more into that instead of the, the grounded reality that we're currently in? They're not opening their border. They're doing outreach in other, but they're giving away some of the technology. Some. Right. I didn't say all, but some. So are you think we're going to see more sci-fi and more? I, I think the Avengers benefit more than anyone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like um, it's West Coast Avengers is coming up. Yeah, with, but with the, what, what I thought was what I thought was so cool is that this movie automatically elevated. Like, so Black Panther came in in Civil War and it was cool. But this movie elevated that comic book character as a peer. Yes. Cap and Iron Man and and Black Widow, where you still have, you know, you have your bit players that are that are, you know, ancillary contributors. But this movie elevated Black. It's very clear. Black Panther is a key contributor. He is equal to the main character. Right. Automatically. Like when when contracts expire and we don't have Chris Evans and we don't have uh, Robert Downey Jr. in there, I would absolutely love to see Black Panther taking the lead and being the leader for the Avengers. I'll, I'll watch the hell out of that, uh, and I and I think it will be a fantastic story because he's he's also just a great leader, and, and just like you said, he really kind of stood out on his on his own. Awesome. I mean, in terms of how this changes the Marvel universe, I, I don't think it's going to change it a ton, um, because. I I think, you know, Avengers is going to hit and then, you know, some of that stuff's going to be put to a halt. And clearly we already know Wakanda is in the Avengers movie yep. and Thanos comes to Wakanda. So I think, you know, I think Wakanda is going to take a pretty big hit, which is going to cause a little bit of a uh, slowdown in terms of Wakanda sharing this technology. Um, I, I don't think... Uh, you know, I, I don't think that they're not going to feel the effects of Thanos. But in terms of how this changes, like the Marvel Universe after Avengers, absolutely. Uh, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly as far as, you know, depending on who we lose, because we're going to lose. Yeah, people are going. Yeah, we're losing somebody. We're going to lose probably multiple somebodies. You can feel secure that just like. Iron Man was the cornerstone of the Marvel Universe as we know it for the next four movie or four phases. I feel like this could be the cornerstone where we build mm-hmm. between this really Spider Man Homecoming. Absolutely. Really can be. Yep. You can and, and Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, you can, can you imagine both those bastards yeah. flipping around all over the place? I'm d- you I'm can saying. build an entirely different phases of these this this series of this story and not need Robert Downey Jr. as much as we all love him. He's not going to. He's he, yeah. he can't physically do these movies much longer. Yeah. No, I he's think, not going to survive. And, and I, I want think the what scene. We've seen, what we've seen from Thor Ragnarok and now Black Panther is that Marvel is absolutely setting these characters up to be pivotal. And both Thor Ragnarok and and Black Panther were amazing movies. Yeah, and, and I think they're doing a good job too of not necessarily leaning on having to tie all their movies together the first time right away. 
I need to hear everyone else's name or like on Netflix. I need to hear someone say the incident. Uh, they're doing a good job of just letting their characters breathe and, and have their own, their own space. The other question I, I have to Brian, it comes to, to the stainer when it comes to, to Bucky and they call him the, uh, the white wolf, white wolf. the white wolf, which yes. I know from all the nerds around me who gasped, uh, that that is some sort of comic book reference that I don't understand. Uh, so I was uh, wondering if you could give a little clarity to, to that stainer. Um, I could try. I don't remember exact names, but the White Wolf is a child that T'Chaka adopts and raises in Wakanda. Um, Black Panther is essentially, you know, half, you know, stepbrother um, who takes on this persona as the White Wolf and goes out and kind of leads their militia. Like a lot of these, like these references to all these spies that they have in Wakanda, the white wolf is, is the one pulling the strings for most of those things. Now I'm not saying that's what Bucky's doing, nor am I saying that that's what is going to happen in this universe. I mean, I foresee very easily Bucky taking over the captain America man. That's that's what I see him. Bucky cap. Sure. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that he. It was can't, just a, a comic. But it was just a, a nice little reference. Little it doesn't mean that he can't take on the White Wolf persona in Wakanda, which was a, a pretty a pretty big deal. Sure. Half brother, you're absolutely right. But like, if you look at um the character and sort of his powers and abilities, they're in line with with Bucky, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm. It's, this this could be a cool this a look, good melding of black, the two black, and making black it panther work. two right here right white wolf and black panther good mm. good story yes. and then and then maybe after that he graduates and he's bucky cap and i'm oh i'm super fine with that too <laughs> i uh i i read an interesting theory that i think is absolutely doable and something that i would be completely okay with is um in the comic book iron man uh tony stark dies because that's what happens in comic books. And uh, Riri Williams takes over as as Iron Man, calls herself Iron Heart. And the big the big thing going around the net is now that, well, if we lose Iron Man in Avengers, oh. which is very likely that we do, why not have Shuri take over as Iron Man? I would she's love got that. the tech. She's extremely smart. Why wouldn't she take on that mantle? And oh, like, I would absolutely yeah. love it. I would love to see her, Peter Parker, and Tony Tony Stark all in the same scene together talking science and talking gadgets and inventions. Oh my god, I want that scene right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, that would that would be great. It's a great theory. I, I I really hope that happens. I mean, so in terms of you know the future of the Marvel universe, that that's the thing. Like, and that's what's so great about here. He, and, and 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 I'm not going to shit on DC, but here here's the difference. Batman is always Bruce Wayne, and 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 you can't get around that. Superman is always Kal El. They're like. Their main tentpole characters, they don't have that ability to pivot. Right. Um, Miles Morales and Spider-Man. Right. Like, the only two exceptions, I would say, would be, like, Flash and Green Lantern. Whereas Marvel Mm -hmm. has been very easily, anybody can be Captain America. Sam Wilson was Captain America for a while. Bucky was Captain America. Um, You know, anybody can be Iron Man. Pepper Potts was Iron Man for a while. (laughs) Rhodey was Iron Man. Like, There's There's a level of, like, subtlety and flexibility that happens in Marvel stories that I think to your point doesn't happen in DC stories, not only in the comic books, but like, listen, listen, they've, they've spearheaded this, this strong woman movement behind wonder woman. Right. Right. Well, Marvel just kicked their ass on that. (laughs) Well, hold that, but hold on like that, that, and that's kind of my point is that, that, that theme is so in your face. 
Yep. With Wonder Woman. Whereas when you watch Black Panther, everyone around T'Challa is a strong woman, but it's not in your face. Right. It's sort of just very part of the story. Yeah. This is not this is not so extraordinary that we need to call it out. This is life. Exactly. There are strong yes. women everywhere. Yep. And I loved, 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 loved it. Not not just obviously it made an amazing story, but for but for Zoe to be able to see that same as just listen. Strong women are a natural part of life. You don't need to be a superhuman right. to be considered and, right because that was the point. And this isn't so rare that we have to stop and take a moment and pause and reflect so, and show and look at it. So good. It just I mean, is. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't have done it better. And, and you, you brought up the point, too, with the flexibility between people could be Captain America, people can be uh, uh, Spider-Man, people can can be Iron Man, and people, obviously, not as we saw, can be... flexibility, right? Because it's not shock and awe. There's subtlety. There's subtlety, but, but, pe- but people can be Black Panther, right? This is a mantle that is passed. Now, my question though is uh, at, at the end of the movie you know the, he destroys the the heart-shaped fruit uh now i, I agree with the, the the tenet of any comic book series that nothing's really it'll, ever dead. it'll grow back it'll grow, uh, back. So it'll grow so that's my question can you can we still hand down or yeah, is this the they'll, last re, they'll recultivate it those roots are or are deeper than fire will will handle they'll figure out a way good yeah agreed i mean it, it just takes one line in, in a script to to refix that so I'm very curious about something. That was a strong move, though. I want to say that. Like, when I saw that in the movie, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, what the happens ground, now? Like, what am I going to do? So, and, and, and that scene where, um, where Killmonger takes the herb and he's talking to his dad in the apartment that he died in. Like, you want to talk about a strong scene for a villain? That was the scene that I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so Sterling bad Brown for this guy. so goddamn good, by the way. I, 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 he's so good in it. It's You understand all of his uh, motivation and all of his rage and his anger over what Wakanda, quote, unquote, did to him. And, you know, it's it was just such a strong story. And, with and, strong characters. And on the flip side, I I, I liked the other side of that were, um, oh my God, why can't I remember his name? Where he's talking to his dad. T'Challa. Oh, thank you. Uh, on the flip side, when T'Challa is talking to, to his dad the second time, right? When he comes back uh, when during the, the snow and he really confronts him about, man, no, you, you all of you, because all his answers are there. You were wrong. We all did this wrong. We created our our own problems and him standing up to that and showing his motivation to the fact that I am changing. We need to change and we need to make sure that that we do this correct. Both of those scenes where they're talking to their fathers were extremely powerful. Uh, The the thing that I loved about Killmonger's scene, though, is where they're talking and he's pretty much saying, well, if they're not going to be okay with us, then we should just burn it all to the ground. And his father, you could tell that like, his father does not agree with that. Right. He, he's visibly upset by where his son has gone. And it's just a, this, such th- this entire movie had a, a strong message about culture, about ascension, about what it means to be a leader, what it means to right. be a man, and what it means to be a father, and what it means to have that relationship between father and son. Because right. T'Challa had that moment with his father, and um, Killmonger has that moment it just kind of opposite with his father. Well, where Jobu his... got into it wanting to improve things. And and, and right. radically, radically, maybe, right? The, the problem is, as with everything generationally, when it's passed down, 
it's not like it's not a gradual addition. It's 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 multiplied exponentially. Yeah. And that's what we see in the story, right? Yep. You you take up that mantle, but the, the like the visceral nature of of your actions are multiplied exponentially. Right. And to your Brian to Injobu in that scene and you're right, you can see it, but you know He's on the ancestral plane. He's a ghost. What's he gonna do? Like he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna convince him otherwise. No, yeah, but I mean, in that moment, you see that he feels like he's failed his son, which I I thought was that was so tough. so tough, so tough yep. to watch. Um, but I mean, and we haven't even begun to talk about the action in this movie. We haven't talked about Claw in this movie, who Andy Serkis was fantastic. He was good. I was fun. very sad that he got capped. Yeah, I was extremely upset. I mean, it was essential to the story, but I was upset by it. <laughs> um, you know, the, the scene in Korea is is fantastic, action-wise, special effects-wise. Um, There's a, a clip online I'll put in the show notes where the, the director breaks down that scene, by the way. Explains oh, really? the color scheme between the costumes, the actual choreography, the fact that, you know, uh, everything about it. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a must watch. Well, we're going to talk fantastic. about Ryan Coogler in a second. But um, th- what's great about this movie is also what made, you know, movies like The Avengers great is that like every single character had that one moment where you're like, that's that was amazing. Obviously, Black Panther has his moments because it's Black Panther's movie. But um Shuri had her moments where you were like, this girl is badass. I love this girl. Um, Nikita, was, is that her name? Nakia, Nakia and Nik- Okoye. Nakia and Okoye in that Korea scene have that moment where she like freaking just like pops out of the car with her freaking vibranium spirit. Like it, it, there were so many really cool, awesome moments. And it, it was every character got a little piece of the pie. It wasn't just the Black Panther show. It mm-hmm. was Black Panther and friends is the only way I can kind of describe it. Like, and, and clearly Rhino's wearing armor was freaking badass. <laughs> Come on. But I mean, but the, the, all of the stuff that we love about this movie all has to do with Coogler. Ryan yeah. Coogler. It, we, I mean, we, we all loved Creed. We all think he did an amazing job on Creed. I mean, this guy just went from, from Creed, which let's face it is was much as big as that movie became was a, a, a smaller movie to the big time, the big leagues, and just knocked it out of the park. I mean, everything <laughs> down to the little things that only me and CJ noticed, the cinematography, the colors, the the, mm-hmm. the camera angles. Oops. I mean, we're that CJ, and I know you thought the same thing when that scene when Killmonger is walking towards the throne and the, the camera's kind of upside down before it, it writes itself. Was it amazing? Symbolism behind scene that is just, is just awesome. so good. Uh, you no, know, every choice that they made directorially w- was correct. All the fight choreography was amazing. Um, I thought the digital effects were also good too. A lot of people, not a lot of people, people were complaining about the way the suit looked and how maybe the 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 action was less mocap and more CGI. I disagree with that. I thought oh, it was. I thought it was so well balanced. It was amazing. It was so good. Uh, and, th- and that was the thing; it was all believable, and and that's and that's the the best part about it. even the science and all the advanced technology that they have seemed real, and nothing pulled you out. So I, is, it, it, does, he was a great director. Is this like a, a situation where Martin Freeman, like where where Agent Ross is sort sort of taken over for Agent Coulson type of deal? I hope not. I, I think that's where we're 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 seeing. I, I think that's yeah. this movie is the pivot. He showed that's up in how Civil I feel War, about it. right? He showed up in Civil War just as a monkey in the wrench, but he really didn't do anything <laughs> in Civil War. I, I mean, this 
this is his time. I, I think coming out of Avengers Infinity War, he's going to become a, a the the thread that kind of needles everything, you know, goes through all the needles of the Marvel Universe, just like Coulson was. Stanley's cameo in this movie was was just brilliant. I I laughed so hard. I thought it was one of his best cameos. I just take this and I'll just I'll just move it over here for safekeeping. Just uh, just prime Stanley. I just want to hit the yellow. Christian's walking around quoting that too. He's taking things from me and Laura <laughs> and saying he's just going to move them over, over here. here for safekeeping. <laughs> I I do I do want to just I I want to say Brian I like. I'm, I actually am very glad you agree with me. Like, I, and not because Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson isn't good, but Martin Freeman is better. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I like Martin Freeman a lot better. I think he, I th- I love Clark Clark Gregg, but I feel like Agent Coulson f- fulfilled his purpose. He did what yep. he needed to do. He did brought the Avengers together. Yeah, because it, because Martin Freeman is next level shit, right? He's yeah. he's got he's got the added. Uh, layer of CIA. So I, if he if he folds into Shield from yeah. there, like I really think he could be a big part of these movies ongoing. I think he is going to be the driving force behind ending uh, the Sokovia Accords. I think he's going to be the guy who, after Thanos hits and com- completely demolishes everything we know about the Marvel universe. Restores power back to the Avengers. He's going to be the guy who walks into the UN and says, the entire earth almost died because of this threat. And it's only because these people over here that we are even still breathing right now. We've got to give them the autonomy to do what they need to do. Um, Yeah. That's not, that's not a, uh, an agent Coulson move. It's not, it's not agent Coulson. and, And, Nick Fury are are the people who work in the shadows. They're not the guys who get up in front of the UN and say, you know, this is what needs to happen. They're they're the people who pull the puppet strings and I like that ma- theory. manipulate good the people. Theory. Solid. That I mean, that's where I feel his character going. I loved him in this movie. I I, I thought him being the fish out of water was a really kind of cool change of pace. But like he he owned it. He he did really well, well and, 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 and an managed to infuse uh, infuse humor like he always does. Yeah, Martin Freeman is always good for some humor. Solid. There was one notable absent. Uh, there was one notable absence from this movie that I, I'm very curious to see if that's it's going to be brought up again. But I have a feeling it's going to come up in the next movie. Uh, I'm still short in Infinity Stone, and I'm pretty sure it's in the meteorite that is housing the vibranium i guarantee you it's in the mines housing the vibranium i christian said something about a time stone uh dr strange has the time stone we're missing the we're missing the soul the soul gem soul gem and i the only reason i see that thanos or his guard has any reason to go to wakanda is to retrieve that soul stone, and everything's purple so, so like, yeah, it's, it's a color of a stone, ain't it's it? It's gotta be well, purple is, but we already seen the purple stone. Oh, it, it was well, in no, Guardians no, of the no, Galaxy. Okay. Um, this should be orange, if I recall correctly. And I guarantee you, it, it is somewhere in the vibranium mind. I, I'm sure they have it, they don't even realize they have it. Or maybe it's what causes the the plant to grow that gives the Black Panthers his powers. Yep. Because I mean, he goes to a very soul a plane filled with so souls. he's got he's got some soul powers he's saying. got some soul power sure <laughs> but i mean let, let, let's let's i mean think Turn, about forgive it forgive my remember the titans reference if if that stone is maybe enriching the soil which is causing that plant to grow 
That would make which complete is why sense. CJ it comes back. For, right. Absolutely. You know. That's and 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 I just and that was kind of my my reasoning for asking that question. Is uh obviously the Black Panther still has to get past you know f- uh, from generation to generation or warrior to warrior whom, however they uh, however it happens, uh but uh, I just also I I know that the damn stone has to power something in Wakanda it just it just has to be there we don't we didn't need this movie to introduce and, and that's what I'm saying stuff. I love the fact that it didn't do that the fact that we didn't get all those tie-ins is what made this movie so good we uh, I we just, have five of the six at this no, point like we need it was a perfect standalone absolutely it was really. Was was a perfect stand. It's a great way to just again have people who are maybe not into this into this genre, people who just maybe think that they just can't identify oh, with these I, characters and, and CJ, stuff I think them in. I think this introduced a whole bunch of people. Absolutely. I guarantee you it introduced a whole bunch of people. And you know how I know that? Because in the theater that I was in, the credits started rolling and people started leaving. I'm like, you clearly have never seen a Marvel movie. Sit back down. <laughs> Come back. Where are you going? There are two. Yeah. There's going to be one in the funny, middle of the credits. The, the, theater, the, the theater was, it, it emptied half out yeah. right when the credits rolled. And I was there. I mean, it was late. It was like, I didn't see it till Sunday or Monday, but like half the people rolled out. And like when I, when I saw it again, there was uh, like a grand total of six people in the theater. So as soon as the credits rolled, I was out. Yeah. I like I saw the stingers. I didn't need. I didn't need to be there a second time. Yeah. But that's like that's a good I, point. I didn't think about it until just now. And you're right. That's a great point. Half the theater rolled. Yeah. Listen, uh, this movie uh, absolutely phenomenal. It gets the it gets my seal of approval. It gets everyone's seal of approval. This movie is. Fantastic on its own merit. Top and three, its own top right. three for me. Top three for, for me. Sure. I just I don't know where in the top three, but goddamn top three. Always one A, one B, one C. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> to do it that way. Uh, so listen, we we definitely want to hear your thoughts on the movie as well. What you thought about it, where the the this this is going, and what the larger implications are for for Marvel uh, based off the success of this movie. Which by the way, this movie is right now I think set to outpace Avengers. Uh, it made more than Justice League did in its in four days of of Black Panther's run. Made more than Justice League its entire run. Uh, this movie is a huge success uh, monetarily, but I think just more from a storytelling and artistic standpoint, just even even more important than that. It, it was. Thank you, Sony, for not movie. spending twenty five million dollars. Yes, I really appreciate you. you doing that. It's it's just a good movie. It's not even a good superhero movie. Right. It's just covers all the bases absolutely it, it, it's it's got something for everybody go see this movie if you haven't you shouldn't be listening anymore but please go see this movie <laughs> if you are listening go see it again well ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work but this is not a one-way conversation we want to hear from you you can find us on facebook and twitter at that kind of nerd or if you would like you can call or text us at 484-373- 4119. If you don't know that number, just go check out the show notes. It's also a link to all the trailers that we talked about in the Blockbuster and everything else that we talked about today. Thank you again so much for listening, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd Well welcome to the club cause you were that kind of nerd 
wow. You. Oh, that's Christopher Walken. Cut that out, please. Don't put that in. It was awful. <laughs> you, you I was going to go Sandy, like you, but it, I realized just, I'm just turning to Christopher Walken Sandy. all the time. Wow. You know, these Skittles. You, I like you, went, you definitely went very Christopher Walken. Don't understand why. Please cut that no, out. No. No, don't, don't, don't keep that. Keep, all right, so it's Stinger. Congratulations. Great. Okay, good. I, I'm, I'm controlling the Stingers. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> no Stingers this episode. Okay. then um, raw and unfiltered. That's it. That's all we got for the blockbuster. That are the movies that are coming. Those are the movies that are coming out uh, for the month. That of March. are the movies that are coming out <laughs> in the month of March. Them is them is the movies. Them is thus movies. Did you say das das movies? Did you check with the Germans? I can I can has movies. I has movies now. Please don't don't. I can I don't. can has movies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Just, we're gonna eat a dolphin. Just make make that the title of the, <laughs> of the show. I, I can have movies. I can now. has movies now. And make hey, that Steve, we're gonna eat a dolphin. <laughs> we're gonna pet, eat we're a, gonna dolphin. Pet a dolphin. Pet a dolphin. We're, we're gonna pet a dolphin, Steve. <laughs> I gotta watch Multiplicity again. Got a wallet. I'm gonna drive a car. 